Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Known, Season 2, Episode 2. We are so excited for this episode. Uh, If you guys are a first-time listener with Known, thank you so much for joining us. Known is a podcast run by Humble Daily, which seeks to sit down with individuals with platforms to talk about the battles and burdens that they faced in their lives that have currently made them all that they are today. And so we're so excited for this conversation. I got to sit down with Miss Katie Ann Rutherford. And Katie is just so kind. She's so encouraging. She has such strong integrity. Uh, she's just insightful. She's a seeker of truth and knowledge and just really learned a lot from my time with her. And I think you guys are going to learn a lot also. But before we get rolling, we got to talk about the people that make this whole thing possible, which is our sponsors for season two, uh, which is New Ethics Formulations. You guys, I'm so encouraged by what Jason and Stephanie and Vince are doing over at New Ethics. You can see them at newethics.com. That's N-U-E-T-H-I-X.com. Guys, they're running a supplement company in the supplement industry based on honesty, integrity, truth, and transparency. And that just lines right up with what we're doing over at Humble Daily. And so we're so encouraged by the way that they're walking in that. Um, And you can use the code KNOWN, that's K-N-O-W-N, for 15% off of any new ethics products. They have a lot of amazing products, guys, and I think you'll really be encouraged by them. And just to see what they're doing and really the cutting-edge technology and uh, ideas that they're operating in to put out supplements that really are changing the game. And guys, last week we asked you to go out and to leave a rating or a review on the podcast just to take 30 seconds of your time and do so. And we are so grateful for the response that we received. Guys, keep it up. Thank you so much for what you're doing. We're so encouraged uh, just by the words that you're sharing and just you're spurring us forward. Honestly, uh, just thank you so much for that. The the reviews and the ratings are never to inflate our egos at Humble Daily. Uh, they're just to get the resource in as many hands as possible. So if you find this helpful, uh, if in any way this keeps you pondering, this makes you think, uh, this just kind of sticks with you throughout the week, we would be so grateful if you would take 30 seconds to a minute of your time just to head over to whatever listening platform you're on and leave us a review and just write a few kind words. Thank you so much for what you're doing. One of my favorites from last week was just so glad you guys are back. I always look forward to the encouraging conversations you have with such amazing people. Excited for the season ahead. Guys, we're so excited too, especially for this episode. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Thank you so much for that five-star review. And guys, without further ado, let's get to Miss Katie Ann. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well amidst some of the chaos. Good. But where, I know. Where are you craziness. at right now? I'm where actually in, in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So born and raised Columbus, Ohio, and have lived here my whole life. Went to Ohio State University um, and grew up here in, in the area. So yeah, Midwest girl. Awesome. <laughs> so now where, ex- which city are you located in? I can't remember. So we're actually located, we're, we're all over the place. So we, where we're from, we're born in Wyoming, all of us that started Humble Daily. Right. Okay. So we're from Cody, Wyoming, which most people would know is it's the East Gate to Yellowstone National Park. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's God's country for sure. Um, I've never been there. So you need to, (laughs) it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we're there, but my older brother and I are both in med school up at the university of Washington out in Seattle. Um, and then my younger brother is a petroleum engineer for Exxon. So he works down in Oklahoma and then our other partner who does like all our creative and everything that's cool that people see, uh, he lives up in Missoula, Montana. And so he works for a film company that films for like, uh, history channel and HGTV and all that cool stuff. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So So you guys are all over. We are all over the map that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Makes cohesive, uh, growth a little hard, but that's all right. 
it's true. That's true. But we're making do. We're making do. So, Katie, you're kind of uh, looking into you and your profile and just kind of what you're doing. We've been following you for a while, but you do a little bit of everything, um, especially in the fitness space. You've done some yes, some figure competition, some bodybuilding, some powerlifting. Um, kind of dove into it all. So can you just kind of give people an introduction, like who you are, what you do, sure. and we'll get more into your timeline as we go through. Yeah, for sure. So I have always been involved in athletics um, from a young age. My family, I have an amazing family. I have two older brothers and my parents um, are incredible. I'm so blessed. Um, but growing up, I was always involved in athletics. So I did tennis, gymnastics, track and field, and always was just trying to like keep up with my brothers. They're, one of my brothers is two years older than me, and one is actually uh, 14 years older than me. They're both full brothers, um, not half brothers. <laughs> Everyone, when they when they hear it, 14 years older, they're like, is that the same parents? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> my parents went for round two <laughs> a little bit go. later. Um, but I was always just at that young, impressionable age just looking up to my oldest brother and he played tennis actually in college and then after college um, some as well. And then my, my brother who's two years older than me ended up running and ran track in college. So I just always had a desire for athletics. It was always, I felt like a God, a God given ability for myself and for my family. And it's been something that we've always loved and we've bonded over. So my dad, he is my number one support. Well, so is my mom. Um, but my dad lifts with me currently. Um, we still get in lifting sessions together. When I was in high school, he would be on the bike next to me as I was running um, my long runs. And so always super supportive. And that's how I really grew a love for athletics. And so my dream actually was to run in college and, and just go from that, see where that took me and run on scholarship and do wherever that led me. Um, and I actually got injured in high school and it was misdiagnosed for a long time. It ended up being a stress fracture, but it got worse because I was told I could run on it because they said it was something different. And then one thing led to another. And then I ended up missing my junior season of track, which is like the most important season for scholarship. Um, and so God was really now in hindsight, looking back, he was leading me away from college track and college athletics. Long story short, I ended up not running in college. I got into bodybuilding, which then led me to powerlifting, which then led me to kind of this whole fitness world. And social media was just starting to get popular in terms of like fitness, social media. When I first got really involved in it, so it was perfect timing. I mean, now I look back and I'm like, Okay, it wasn't a coincidence. It was definitely God's hand in this whole process for sure. Um, but it just timing, looking back, I'm like, wow, that is crazy how it all lined up so perfectly to get me where I am today and just all these different opportunities that 100% was divine from, from the Lord and he was directing my path. Even though at the time I was frustrated because I was like, I want to be a runner in college. I want to do this. I had this like X, Y, Z, like I want to do this. I want to do that. I had this idea in my head that I wanted to, you know, have a certain major and then that changed. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be in finance and then that changed. So all these things that I thought were my plan ended up being totally just disrupted, which that's how God works sometimes when he just wants you to do something different. And so then it led me to powerlifting, bodybuilding, 
And one thing led to another, and then I started coaching. I've been coaching for five years now, um, and that's my full-time profession. I also do um, different things with the fitness industry. So I have helped with an app um, for tracking macros and um, some different seminars and some different collaborations that way. I'm sponsored by a supplement company. So definitely a lot of different things kind of going on in my life in terms of like different, you know, fitness industry type things. But then most recently, um, my faith has, well, in the past, I'd say probably four years or so, that's become a huge part of what I do. And I really see my platform and my mission being surrounded or that surrounds kind of my, my core mission of faith and um, my my faith in God and and uh, using my influence wherever that may be for His glory. Hmm. That's so cool. So let's go back uh, back a little bit before I know we kind of had talked a little bit uh, just over text of uh, like faith. Faith kind of was something in your life that was kind of secondary to this fitness journey that you were on. That it was it, they were separated. They weren't this one thing. Um, mm-hmm. So early on, kind of mm-hmm. as you were growing and kind of getting noticed and recognized, like how, what was that? like during the journey where kind of your platform was growing and things were happening. Um, can you walk me through a little bit of that? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in the church and um, have always had a great faith foundation, thanks to my parents. But I think sometimes when you grow up in the church, it's almost kind of like just it was my parents' faith. It wasn't my own faith. I didn't actually take the steps myself to make it my own. It wasn't a relationship that I had with the Lord. I wasn't interested in reading the Bible by myself. I wasn't interested in praying. I just kind of prayed when I wanted something and prayed, you know, bless my food and thank you, bless me, give me what I want <laughs> type of type of relationship. Um, and so in, in our culture, it really, our culture glorifies ourselves. And so getting into college and seeing what I needed to do in order to be, quote, successful by the world standards. It's getting good grades. It's being good at sports. It's having fame. It's having, you know, whatever it may be that everyone glorifies as their God, because we all tend to have these false idols. If it's not, if our, if our faith isn't in the Lord, it's in something else for sure. What, you know, if it's not in God, it's going to be in something else, either money, fame, a relationship, whatever it may be. And so I, totally was a casual Christian, just kind of going through life and just like, okay, God bless me. And God was so incredibly, I mean, he blessed me so much through this process, even when I was kind of turning away from him. And so throughout college, I still, you know, said I was a Christian, would go to church occasionally. um, And then I got involved in the fitness industry. And that's when it all kind of started to just speed up and go at full force. In about 2014, I started to just all of a sudden my following on social media blew up. Um, I was getting like, you know, all of a sudden I had this like notoriety in the fitness industry and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Um, And I didn't have the right perspective though. I, it was stoking my ego and I was making fitness and my body, my idol. I was making um, just popularity and how much I lifted because it was like, okay, if I can lift more weight. I mean, I loved the sport, but I was I was making it like a self-glorification type of type of thing, um, which is so, you know, and I still it's not like I'm 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 over that now. We all struggle um, and continue to struggle with things throughout our journey. And, um, you know, it's it's a never-ending repentance, turning back to the Lord and, you know, trying to live a life for the Lord. But, it, but back then I was totally blinded. I mean, I was like, 
all right, let's lift some heavy weight. And like, it's all about me, you know, and, and that's the thing about sports too. It can be, it's all about self-glorification. And, um, I really got caught up in that and, and then I, it, it hit me. It was like a moment in, it was like 2016, mid 2016. I started to have this like really uncomfortable internal feeling where I was like, what am I doing? Like what, what, what's happening? I was, I had friends who were, um, not, most of my friends were not Christians at all. And I didn't have a church. I was kind of occasionally going to church with my parents here in Columbus. Um, I was, you know, occasionally reading a devotional. Um, I was occasionally praying, but it was very, very surface level. And I knew, I mean, I've grown up in the church and I accepted um, Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was little. I mean, when I consciously was like, yes, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I was probably like eight or nine. And so I I always, you know, the Holy Spirit, Spirit was residing inside me. But and that's what was like churning inside me. It was like the Holy Spirit was telling me like, OK, this is no. And my, you know, when they say gut feeling, well, that's the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian who's talking to you. <laughs> and so I had this just this horrible feeling of I'm living for the wrong thing. I'm not that I was living a terrible life. I, you know, by the world standards, I was living a, a good life. You know, from the outside, people would probably look at me and be like, oh, she's moral. She's you know, successful. She has her stuff together. But internally, I was very conflicted because I felt like my God, my idol was the fitness industry. My um, God, my idol at certain times was my body. Um, it just, it was not a healthy mindset. And so it really was in two, it was like 2016, I started to have that feeling of like, I need to change something and I don't know what I need to change, but it needs to start with going, going back to church. <laughs> so it was at that point where I started going back to church regularly in 2016. Then it was like fall of 2016 where I found a church here in Columbus. I started going every single week and that's how it all started to like cascade and, and just develop and, and praise God. Um, I, the past, I guess now it's been four years, have been the most challenging from a perspective of just my my personal growth, but also the most rewarding years of my life. Even from the outside, if people are like, oh, like not a ton has changed. You know, I'm, I haven't like gotten married or like had children or like done anything like that. Um, but internally and just from a, from a um, growth perspective, it's been extremely refining and God has been so good throughout the process, but it has been super challenging. <laughs> but that's how it all kind of started was was then um, in, in about 2016. Awesome. I think, yeah, I think you're dead on. I think I've one of the guys I really respect says that we're all inherently idle factories that we yes. just, if left to our own devices, we're always going to create more and more. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, let's talk a little bit like internal. We'll, yeah. No, we'll, go ahead. OK, we'll dive into uh, deeply into the faith side of stuff, but yeah. I want to hit on this real fast since you touched on it of yeah, like there was this void in who you were and what you were doing, even though you had so much of what the world would tell you, you need to be satisfied and to be happy. You had a following, you had people affirming you in what you were doing. You had success in what you were doing. Um, I think, let me just ask you that. We'll just be frank here. Um, so I got, I don't have nearly the following that you have, but I have somewhat of a following and let's just talk for a moment about how the, the sheer emptiness of what having a following actually is. 
Yeah. Right? I think for a long time, I actually yeah. thought like, if people just followed me and listened to me, I'll be fulfilled. You know, uh, like, and it's yes. just not like that at all. Yes. Yes. Uh, our society glorifies fame, glorifies a following, glorifies likes, glorifies approval. And, and we, be, we become addicted to this approval. And in social media just ramps that up by a hundred or by a thousand. I mean, think about it like when we were young um, in elementary school, middle school, like social media didn't exist until it was like when I was like in high school, it like first started. Um, and it was, it's kind of the same thing of like, you know, being in the popular crowd, but it's like on social media and then it's like ramped up times a million because anyone can see you. Anyone can like what you're doing. Anyone can comment. Anyone can, you know, give you feedback. And people always have this, like you said, oh, once I have a following, once I have an influence, I will be fulfilled. And it is 100 percent false. It's like thinking once I have this title, once I make this amount of money, once I have this whatever it is, a temporary thing in this world we're going to feel fulfilled. And until you actually experience it and do not feel feel fulfilled at all, I think it's, it's kind of like, oh, well, you're just saying that, you know, like it will make me feel better. But actually, if you don't have the right perspective, it's going to make you feel worse <laughs> having people look at what you're doing. And, and social media can be such an amazing tool for good, but it can also be extremely difficult because anyone can comment, anyone can send you a message, anyone can make a video about you. <laughs> So it's, it can be a very, um, if you're not rooted in your identity in who you are, you're always going to be looking for that next comment, that next like that next approval. And it's this approval addiction that we, that we, um, tend to tap into. And it's, it's almost like it's, I mean, it is an addiction. You're always looking for that high. Um, and if your identity isn't rooted in, in who God made you to be, then you're going to be looking at social media for your identity. And that can be extremely dangerous because let's say you get negative. I mean, I'm sure you've probably experienced this too, where people say nasty things and say they don't even know you. And so then you're looking at that and, um, we tend to just remember the negative, right? Even though there's 99% is positive or 95%, um, we tend to remember those negative things. And it's like, then we, we attach our worth to what people are saying about us. And who knows who that person is? I mean, it could be some random person. It could be someone that knows you that makes a fake profile. (laughs) It just, yeah. So like you said, from, I think before, it's like anything you think it's going to fulfill you. Once you actually get there, you know, it's a hundred percent false. Hmm. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think too, like what people don't realize is like, Oh, she has a hundred thousand followers. Like she'll never even see this. It's like, you see everything still, yes. you know, like I think people like some people have sent me DMS and they're like, Oh, I didn't think you'd actually see this. Like I still see right. everything, like, you know? Yes. Yes. Even if I delete it and block you, I still see it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it can be, it can be very challenging. I think some people, like you said, think celebrities don't see things. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like for certain people who have millions of followers, but they still see things and they're human and we're affected by that. Um, and it, I mean, even last week I had some really nasty comments, um, thrown at me just about something, especially, um, now I'm, I share about my faith very openly and that's, you know, I expect to get hate from that. Really, I do. Um, but sometimes it still stings. And, you know, even last week I had to, man, I really had to turn to prayer because it was affecting me. There was just a couple comments where I was like, ooh, 
that stung, you know, <laughs> and they don't even know me. And then they're saying these things about me. So then you can kind of like then start to create this narrative in your head. But I had to remind myself, I had to go to the Bible, go to the word. It's like, what does the word say? You will be hated for me. Jesus says, you know, you will be, they will mock you. They will lie about you. They will persecute you. And, and every time I am reminded of that, I'm like, man, think about Jesus was perfect and he was killed and he was he was murdered. And so if he was murdered and he was a perfect person, we should expect um some some backlash especially with um you know our culture being so um dysfunctional in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so in that like you kind of I think it's a, a it's a unique paradigm that you you kind of grew your platform when maybe it weren't far from God but you weren't exactly yeah. pursuing him, right? <laughs> and so now there's right. been this noticeable shift in your platform where it's like, hey, so a lot of the people following you, like if we're honest, the people that follow yeah. like let's say I a, a large majority of your following is males who like to look at you, right? And yes. so it's like mm-hmm. And that's like a large, the highest percentage of my followers are females from 18 to 28 that probably like the way I look, right. you know, like, right. And so it's, sometimes it's even harder when it's like, man, I have something I, I want to say, but you're not really following me for the purpose of what I want to say, right. you know? And so right. how have you right. found that in that paradigm, as you've kind of shifted towards wanting to share more about your faith, more about what you believe, and then also probably having to fight this innate desire in you that like, I still do want approval and I still do want yes. people to think highly of me. And I still do. Mm-hmm. I still, it doesn't like the dopamine dump doesn't change just because I want to talk about faith, you know, right. how, how have oh, you kind of sure. had to manage that? Oh, it's been challenging. And when I say I've lost probably 30,000 followers, I'm not kidding. (laughs) So (laughs) sometimes people ask me like, you know, how aren't you worried about um, losing followers, especially because as you said, my following grew when I was Katie Ann, the powerlifter. I mean, that's really when kind of my, my following just started to like, just go all of a sudden it was like, woo, every time I looked at, you know, Instagram, it was up by a thousand or whatever it may be. And now every time I look at Instagram, it's down (laughs) a little bit. So, um, I would say probably over the past couple of years, I've lost probably at least 20,000 followers and I've gained probably 10. So it's been this shift of like people who just followed me for whatever it may be looking at me. I mean, I looked at my statistics and at one point it was like 65% men. And now it's a little bit closer to 50, 50, but, um, I got thinking that hit me when I looked at that statistic and I thought, you know what, am I think about the likes you get for something? I'm just, I had this moment of reflection. I've had many moments of reflection, but I thought about things I used to post and the kind of content I used to produce. Not that it was ever terrible. I mean, I've only, I've gone back and I've gone through and I've deleted some things that I just don't want to be on the internet, but it's hasn't, I mean, it was literally probably 10 posts. It wasn't very many. Um, but I think back to that and I think, okay, who are those people that are liking those posts and do I actually want them following me if that's what they want? And no, frankly, I do not. So if you, you know, so I, I have to remind myself of that too, because as humans, you know, I tell people I've, I've literally lost 20,000 followers and they're like, oh my gosh, like as if it's like the end of the world. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, to be honest, I've gained such an amazing audience though too. And I want to impact people and I don't want to just be a body. I want to be someone that um, girls look up to that 
Um, women are fine with their husbands following me. Like, I don't want it to be this weird, um, just trying to be, show off my body and have likes for that. Like, yes, I want to share physique things because that's a passion of mine in terms of um, bodybuilding, powerlifting, how to build muscle, how to be healthy, how to do these things, but it needs to be balanced with a good message. And, and that is my mission. And so I thought, if these people are unfollowing me for for whatever reason, I'm you know that's that's too bad. But if they if they need Christ in their life and they want some encouragement, they know where to come back to. So that's something I have to you know think about too. I don't I'm not posting photos just so random people on the internet can like me. I I actually want to make a difference. Um, and the biggest compliment for me has been um, some parents who say like I show my daughter your Instagram because I I think you're a great role model and I just I'm like oh my gosh that means so much to me because I I have nephews I don't have any nieces and I have some young women that I mentor and I think I want to be an example for them too for the next generation I don't want it to be something where parents are saying oh don't go look at Katie's Instagram because we don't want you to be like you know we you know whatever like that which I know there's some accounts where I look and I'm like if I had a daughter I would not encourage her to follow certain accounts because it's it's just not the, the what I want them to be you know would want them to be looking up to um and so that's more the perspective that I've had to um try to continue to remind myself of despite losing followers and despite getting criticism. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think one of the anchors I think is good there biblically is Galatians one ten. That's kind of something I anchor in. It says, uh, for am I secret, if I trying to win the approval of man or of God, for yeah. if I'm trying to win the approval of man, I'm no longer a servant of God. Yes. Um, and yes. I think, I think there's a very real thing that like we neglect as a society and especially our generation of like, we're going to have to answer to a lot of what we're posting on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. like people act like it's a separate thing from what you're saying and doing to what you're posting on social media. And the reality is like, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone, like there's this evil thing in me where it's like, I want to be envied, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I want other people to envy what I have and I want other people to see me and I want to be impressive. And I think we're going to have to answer it. Like there's a lot of people I know that, that genuinely post on Instagram to be impressive to other people or to make other people envy what they have. Right. And I don't think we're as thoughtful about that as we should be, especially if we're claiming to be Christians and servants of Christ, you know? Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And do not covet is, I mean, that's a commandment. And so if we're, I think that kind of stems from like, if we see something we want and we're envying it, then we want to post something that other people envy to kind of like balance that out. You know, I think that's a human temptation. It's like, oh, well, I can't have that. Well, I'm going to post my this so they can be jealous of me, you know, type of like attitude. hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so while well, this will be the last kind of Instagram thing I asked, we'll move off of that. But yeah. so kind of one of the morphs that I've seen in your page is that you do a lot of Faith Fridays and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just what are some of the fruits that's come from that even in your own life oh as you're gosh. diving in and trying to share stuff? And then in the the change in the authenticity of the following that you're having of people that are actually reaching out. Oh, yeah. Well, for myself, I think it's been, I, I just had this, this idea this past 
summer with one of my friends, she said, why don't you start doing, we were talking about content and like how I can make it consistent. And um, she said, why don't you do like a Bible lesson or do something Faith Friday? And I was like, yes. So we talked about it. And and then I just started to kind of do anywhere from five to 10 minute videos, do going over either a Bible verse or something that's on my heart. And I think it's been incredible to me to see how God works so specifically. So I can't tell you how many times I've posted something and I get a message or I get um, an email from my client. My clients now, I would say 75% are believers, which is incredible to me too. Um, not that not that it's, um, you know, I still work with individuals who not, aren't necessarily Christian, but um, that support too has been so cool. Um, to have support from them, but then also to support them through through the faith aspect. So it's like, tell me, what do you want me to be praying for? And as, you know, as an individual who's been coached throughout the years, like if I had a coach who was asking me about, you know, like, how can I pray for you? I mean, that would mean so much to me. And so I want to be there for my clients in a spiritual way as well. And as a, as a sister in Christ um, for my, for my clients. And I can't tell you how many times I have posted something and someone has reached out to me and said, this is exactly what I was wrestling with. And thank you for sharing that. It made a difference in my week, in my day, whatever it may be. And so that has been such a huge reward. Um, and then just gaining a just a network of believers, that's been incredible. I never expected to have so many, I think about my my friends and um, and it hasn't all been through social media, but that's a way that we keep up with each other too, just because it, you know, we post things and we tag each other and whatever it may be. Um, but I think about the the men and women in my life and who influences me. And if you would have asked me that five years ago or six years ago, I would have listed off people and probably 75% wouldn't have been Christian. Now it's like, I think about all of my close friends, all of the people that, and some of them, it's been a journey together. One of my best friends, she actually just started going back to church this past year, and we've been going to church together. We've been praying together. We've been reading the Bible together. And she actually said to me, she's like, our relationship, I never expected, because we were friends before that too, but we never really talked about faith that much. Um, we, I mean, we did occasionally, but she said, I never expected this to be a faith journey as well as, you know, our friendship. And so that's been so cool. And when I think about the people in my life who I'm friends with, who I, I have direct contact with, it's like, oh my gosh, they're all believers. And that is so cool. Um, of course I have, you know, acquaintances and, and friends who are not believers too, but the people that I interact with the most are all believers. And I'm like, man, I specifically, that was one prayer that has been answered because at one point I was very discouraged because I thought, you know, I was getting, if I would talk about my faith to my friends, I was, I was criticized. I was kind of laughed at. Um, and so now to have that total change has been incredible. It's been awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, how encouraging too, just that you found people to walk alongside you in it. And yeah, yeah, definitely definitely not a walk to be done alone. (laughs) And I think one of the things is, this is something I journal about a lot, but I always try to fit people into this paradigm. Um, Mm -hmm. of, it seems like, so to me in my life, what I've seen in scripture, what I've seen in biblical characters lives and a lot of humans lives, uh, is fulfillment comes from. So 
the path to passion is mission, purpose, passion, right? And so like, I think our generation goes straight to passion. And so we immediately dive into passion where we've been deemed the passion generation of that's all we want. We want to do something we're passionate about. We want all those things. But what you found kind of in your fitness journey was like, I went after something I was passionate about, but I had no mission, which gave me no purpose. And soon the passion started to fizzle out. Right. And now what you right. found is you've, you've overlaid a mission onto the fitness, the same place that you already were. Right. But now there's a new mission to love people, to love God, right. to be the hands and feet, which now gives you a purpose in your field. And now you have this newfound passion and you're probably honestly, like, if you're honest, I bet you're a lot better at it now too, right? Coaching and yeah. doing all things. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. That is such a good point. Um, and I feel like I have actually a mission, you know, in my coaching. It's not just to have people improve their physiques. It's a greater mission in that, which I think is so rewarding and incredible. And yes, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like it's improved overall, um, just every aspect of my life. And which is truly a testament to if you, you know, putting your faith first and putting God first, everything will fall into place. Um, I mean, it, sure, there's going to be difficulties, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be some criticism, but things in the end, God has such has an amazing plan for each of our lives. And our plans are, are so they pale in comparison, you know, so our human understanding. So I think really, you know, seeing that happen and being able to then look in the in the past and say, wow, that is so much better. It's it's more confirmation. That's so good. Yeah, that's a verse I've been sitting in lately is Proverbs 16, 3, which says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. that's, that's really cool to hear how that plays out in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so as we're diving in more to the faith side, Katie, where, um, what are some, who are some people you really enjoy listening to? Who are some people that you really learn from? Who are some people that have kind of molded and shaped your, your walk? I know that's a big yeah. part of my walk is accumulating oh, knowledge yeah. and listening to people who are much wiser than I. So, yes. Oh yes. So initially, um, the first couple of years of my faith journey, I went to one church here in Columbus, Ohio and the pastor there, Greg Ford, he's incredible. Um, if you look him up, he's also on social media and he has some, he had, oh my goodness, he, he was so influential in my initial development of my faith. Um, and then I, now I go to Rock City Church and um, Pastor Chad, he's the, the lead pastor there. He's been incredible. So I think having churches where the pastor has been, you know, my individual pastor in my church at various times, wherever I, I may be, um, had that has been a huge part of, of my life and my growth. Additionally, my parents, my dad, to be honest, he probably, if I have a question about the Bible, he's the person I go to. Um, he is incredible. He's a leader in in the church and he leads some Bible studies. He leads um, some different groups in, the, in their church and my parents' church and my mom too. So those are the ones that are closest to me. Now, people that have never met me, <laughs> um, Ravi Zacharias is one of my yeah. favorites. He's incredible. Um, I Stupid smart. Oh my gosh. Anytime I have a question, you know, you just Google Ravi Zacharias and the topic that you want to know about and you will have your answer and you'll have scripture reference. And, and recently actually he has all kinds of podcasts that I didn't know about. Um, he has different types of podcasts. So like lengthier ones or quick, like five minute ones. And he has a bunch of different, it's, it's incredible. So I've actually thought about, I want to do his Institute. He actually has an Institute online. Um, and I've been very interested in doing that. So hopefully I'll 
get around to doing that this year at some point. Um, and then another, actually, one of my favorites recently has been Marcus Rogers. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but okay. Okay. He is, he's awesome. <laughs> he's pretty bold. So he's one that I found probably about a year ago and he's, he doesn't have a church, but he's on YouTube. He's on Facebook. He goes around, he preaches and he has such an incredible story and addresses all he makes probably three videos a day. So he's someone that I follow to stay up on current, current, current topics. He then also gives, you know, different references to scripture. Um, so those, I would say Ravi and Marcus Rogers have been, are my two kind of go-to right now, um, that I love to listen to. I also, James Dobson is great. Um, Francis Chan has been one that I've listened to over the years. So, quite a few individuals that, you know, just depending on where I am in, in kind of, I, li I like zeroing in on a couple at one yeah. point. So I'm like, I can really like learn from them and then, you know, it might move on to someone else. But, um, yeah, those have been, have been a few that I've, I have gone to for questions and, but, but if I have an immediate kind of concern or question, my parents are incredible and I'm so blessed to have them. Awesome. That's so cool. I love guys like Ravi because they show you that oh. it's, it's not intellectual suicide to believe in a faith, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, I love his Q&As. Have you ever watched oh, his Q&As? To walk oh, they're into so like good. Harvard and just take Q&As <laughs> from anyone and just nail it. It's I crazy. know. I know. He's he's bold. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'll send I'm going to text you some people once we get done. I think there's some people. Have you ever heard of Jonathan Pakluda? OK, so JP is. No. Have you heard of him? So he is. As far as young adults in our generation goes, I'd say there's no one even touching him. So he really? is just kind of cool story. We won't talk too much about it. I'll send you some yeah. stuff about him. But I'm going to send you some of his yeah. stuff and some other people that I think you'll awesome. really enjoy. If you oh, like yeah. Guys. Yeah. If you um, have any any people that you love, I would I would love to I would love to check them out. Yeah, good. for sure. Sweet. I'll shoot that your way. But so what what would you say that right now? Like what's something God's pressing on your heart? Like what are you learning right now? Oh, man. Well, specifically during this period of time, I think in this whole coronavirus outbreak and, and um, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear, I think for just just recently, it's been so on my heart to continue to do whatever the Lord places on my heart. And it's like, even if it seems silly, it seems stupid, it seems crazy to our, you know, just, just to our human, how we think and we're like, oh, that why would I do that? Just to continue to follow whatever he places on my heart. And, um, I really, I know that this is a huge opportunity for believers to, to reach so many people who are questioning right now, who are scared. And I really have, I have no fear because I know who holds my future. Um, of course it's been, I've had some, you know, it's been emotionally up and down because I have some clients that have lost their jobs. I've had, you know, my brother's deployed actually right now. And so it's like uncertain if he's going to get home and, you know, all those types of things. So there's definitely uncertainty, but I, you know, when, when people ask me like, where is your hope? Why? I want to, I, I think this is as, be as best an opportunity as we have had in a long time to say, my hope is in the Lord. And this is why I'm not really, I'm not worried because I know God is going to, he's going to come through. And so I have definitely seen, or I've, I've just, I know God is, is telling me that this is a huge opportunity and to, and to even more seek him in this time, pray, read the Bible, seek him and share and be bold and be unafraid. And one thing that actually that Marcus Rogers, um, 
he continues to say, which has, has been something that I meditate on and that I am like, yep, that's so true that casual Christians will become casualties. So we need to be, we need to be strong soldiers for the Lord. And this is such, I think, a pivotal moment in our, in, in our world, in our history, um, where we should not be afraid. There's a lot of reasons to be afraid right now, but, uh, this is a huge opportunity for us to be bold for Christ and to continue to do what he is placing in, on our hearts, in our lives, in those opportunities um, to live boldly for Him. So good, yeah. If you like, if you like bold, you'll really like this guy <laughs> named Todd Wagner, pastors down in Dallas, Texas. Okay. He's one awesome. of the things he says that I really like um, is so many Christians claim the Bible to be true, but they don't live as if it is. Yeah, um, it's kind wow. of the same thing. Like you said, it's like, man, like Matthew talks about the road being narrow, not wide, you right. know, and, and, and the fact that 80% of Americans claim to be Christians, that's not really a narrow road. So we got to do some introspection. Right. Yes. <laughs> so yes. What, how are you, um, just kind of in that growth, like in this, I don't know, as you're diving into those things, I like asking this question. Sometimes people don't like answering it. Um, <gasps> but what, what are you painfully aware of that you still need to learn? Oh my gosh, there's so much. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think for myself, continuing to pride is the root. Pride is the root of all evil. And to be honest, that's something I struggle with for sure. Um, with just pride in my accomplishments in the fitness industry, pride in my work, pride in whatever it may be, my monetary income, my success, how I look, how my body is. It's it is still something that I struggle with. And so when I, you know, read, read the word and take up your cross and follow me, it hits me extremely hard. And that is for sure something that I need to work on every single day, every single day. And, you know, especially I actually, I always think about um, Paul talking about the thorn in his flesh and, and, you know, the things that I want to do, I don't do the things that I should do. I don't do the things that I don't want to do. I do. And I think that that's so relatable because I struggle with that too. I'm like, just because I say I'm, you know, just because I'm say that I'm trying to follow the Lord doesn't mean that I'm perfect. No one is. And doesn't mean that I'm, you know, saying holy, I'm holier than thou because we are all fallen. We are all sinful. We all have our own struggles, and I want to be as real and transparent about that as possible. And so I don't mind at all talking about my own personal struggles because I'm like, there's plenty to go over. Um, but I'd say definitely with like social media, fitness industry, it's it's um, pride and idling, uh, physique, body, food, you know, that type of thing, which has always been, I'd say probably the like thorn in my flesh would still be that insecurity of will I ever be good? Will my physique ever be good enough to warrant like approval? And because it's been something even from a young age, I mean, it started back in high school, um, just the pressure to be slim and thin and lose weight and be this certain weight. And it's always something, even if I'm feeling, you know, there's some days where I wake up and I still have that voice in my head. That's like that tape that plays. And, and I think about like, thorn in my flesh. I'm like, man, that's exactly what it is because it's an insecurity that people don't, they think, oh, if you have won a title, you obviously, you know, you're on stage and most people would look at you and say, you have a great physique. It doesn't matter 
still internally a, a lot of times even the people with the most quote success or the whatever still are struggling and I still struggle for sure um, now is it a hundred times better than it used to be yes but is it still a struggle oh yeah and and uh, for sure I think in the fitness industry pride is probably the biggest downfall yeah. Absolutely. I can mm-hmm. totally see that. Is there, have you found, have you seen a difference since you've kind of chosen to be more open about your own shortcomings and kind of, mm-hmm. um, where you do fall short? Have you found that that's actually opened the door that a lot more people can relate to your weaknesses than your strengths? Oh, so yeah. you found people kind of coming to you? Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I think that's actually initially what, actually that's what initially what grew my social media platform was kind of my my openness of having some struggles but I I never really tied it back to my faith really ever in the beginning but now tying it back to my faith and kind of where I'm at now being having had this this period of time where I've I've grown and I've learned so much especially over the past four years I've had a lot of individuals my clients but then also people who have messaged me and said that inspires me that I know you've struggled, you've been there, you still struggle, but yet I see, you know, kind of what you're, what you're living out and like, I, I want to be able to lift weights and, and have, you know, have enjoy it and do that, you know, whatever it may be that I'm, that I'm doing that maybe they say, oh yeah, I'd love to do that too. But I want it to be more of a hope instead of like an envy. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, look at my physique and envy it. I want it to be, which is so tempting as humans, you know, but it's more about, um, having, having a, 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 a faith based inspiration, I guess you could say, or like someone that, that people can look, I want to be someone that people can look up to and feel hope and feel encouragement and not feel shame or discouragement yeah. in that. No, mm-hmm. definitely. I think it's, it's, it's a very thin tightrope between inspiration and, and envy, yes. you know? <laughs> yes. Um, oh, for sure. For so what, sure. Yeah. what are some areas like, where are you hoping that God, um, what are you kind of praying towards? What do you hope that God has taken you in? And just when what capacities? Yeah. Um, I know you've talked a lot about just kind of like, I want to be where God puts me. I want to be where God has me. But I know there's probably some stuff in you that you're like, I'd really love to be here. You know, like yeah. what are some things that you're kind of yeah. praying towards? I love speaking and I love interacting with people. I love um, just I really I really enjoy public speaking. And so I think that that's something that I have always had a desire for or not always, but more recently. And, and I know God's placing it on my heart and, and it's something that I would love to, whether it be some sort of a conference or whether it be, I mean, I do have some groups that I have spoken to. I've been involved with fellowship of Christian athletes. I don't know if you've ever heard of FCA. So I've done some different um, talks at some different middle schools, elementary schools, and some various platforms and quite a few podcasts lately, which has been awesome. A lot have been faith-based, which is fabulous. Um, actually, yeah. So it's kind of, it's really cool. I actually just did one a couple of weeks ago and, and we talked, we dove into my faith quite a bit. And so that was amazing. Um, so I think the platform of, of just communication, wherever that may be, I'm not sure, but it's something that I really enjoy and I want to be able to use my passion for that to reach others and to, and to talk about, talk about God and talk about my journey and, and give other people hope. Have you found that in, in your openness now that talking about your faith is a lot less awkward than you used to think it would be? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm just like, I could talk about this forever. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And it's, uh, I've always been a talker. Like I'm 
there's not like it's not like I can that I struggle usually with finding words. Um, sometimes I talk a little bit too much, but um, but I definitely have found that it's it's almost an automatic thing where I don't like God is just you know and it's the Holy Spirit like giving me the words to say and I I I feel like it's this newfound this newfound presence of just information to give other people to give them hope, you know, in terms of like faith, faith based things. And, and, you know, it's funny, like sometimes I'm talking to people and scripture just comes to my mind. I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but it applies. And, you know, just things like that. So I'm like, all right, Lord lead me. (laughs) Yeah, That's awesome. Okay. Not everyone has an answer to this one. I've asked a few people this, but, um, what's a prayer that you're thankful for that God didn't answer? Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there is a whole lot. Um, I mean, I can think back. There's a couple. I'll share. I'll share two. So one was in high school. You know, I was I still prayed, even if I wasn't like super involved in church. And it was to be, you know, to running track in college and run on scholarship. And my dream was to be in the Olympics, you know, like all the all the little kids dream of. I'm so thankful that was an answer because I was not meant to be a runner at all. Um, I was not meant to, I naturally just have a, a larger physique. I'm pretty tall. I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not skinny. I carry muscle mass. Like I put on mass pretty easily and man, running would have been probably the worst thing for my health too, in terms of, uh, you know, just overall, I see that now I'm like, I could never have sustained the low body weight that would have been required because I did distance running. So I was a mid distance to distance runner. So I'm so thankful he didn't answer that prayer. Um, and then in terms of like relationships and just dating relationships, I mean, back when, before I was involved in my faith, you know, praying like, Oh my gosh, like I pray that this will be, you know, this relationship will be my future and I'll get married and whatever it may be. And I am so grateful to the Lord that that did not happen because what I valued in a relationship even four years ago is completely different than what I value now. So I am praising God that that did not happen. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of different things because, you know, I'm just thankful I didn't marry the wrong person. That's for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. So do you, does that ever come up? Is that something that like is singleness ever an issue for you? Um, I know that. Yeah. Sometimes in our audience, that definitely has come up with people of like, oh, like, for sure. I just, I just don't know. Like, does God not have this for me or what? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, I think yeah. That's such a great point that you make of like, yeah. And like, if I would have compromised, like, if I would have lowered my standard, like, I'd be married to someone that wasn't chasing the same things I'm chasing. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I think it's something that isn't talked about enough. There are some specific um, people that I follow who talk about this a lot. So I, I would encourage if someone's struggling with this to, there's a couple individuals that I have followed. So Ashley Empowers is one that I initially started following. If you look up Ashley Empowers on YouTube, this is for women if they're if they want someone to follow. And then Heather Lindsay, um, she's another um, woman that I have followed. And they're both married now, but they specifically focus on singleness and waiting and um, just all all things involved with that. Um, so those were two individuals that I really keyed into, especially back in like 2016, 2017. Um, and so for myself, yes, of course, I'm 28 years old and I'm still single. And I have at times thought, okay, like 
maybe I'm meant to be single, <laughs> you know, because it just seems like, okay, God, like I, I definitely have a desire to be married one day, hundred percent, but I haven't met the right person and I haven't, you know, I, I'm, I'm 28 and I'm still single. And so not that 28 is that old, but, um, both my brothers were married by this age. And so, you know, my parents were married, obviously that was a long time ago, but they were both married when they were in their early twenties. And so I felt this sort of like questioning for sure at times. Um, but during singleness, man, that is such a time to be refined and to become the person that you need to be for a successful marriage. And so I have to, I'm living it out and I have to try to live it out, remind myself of that and remind myself that if I would, if maybe there's growth that I need to do before I am going to be the person that my future husband needs me to be. And so thinking about that, I mean, I still pray about it every single day. I'm like, Lord, you know, if you want me to be married, lead me to the right person, Um, especially with social media and just how weird things can be in our culture and our dating culture is very um, counter to what the Bible talks about in terms of marriage and in terms of relationships. And so it's so important to, if you're a believer, to date a believer and to marry a believer and not be unequally yoked, which is something that the Bible talks about um, for sure. And um, so I would encourage anyone who is a Christian who is, you know, waiting on the Lord to use that single period as a time to do, I mean, there's so many things you can do as a single individual that you cannot do once you're married in terms of personal growth, in terms of just, I mean, there's a lot. (laughs) And so, and so marriage is such a blessing, but maybe this is a time where you need to do those things that you couldn't do when you're married. And, and once you are married, it's not like personal growth stops, but at the same time, it's like, what type of person are you attracting right now? Maybe you need to put dating aside, work on yourself. Um, cause are you idolizing marriage? Cause that can be a problem too, with a lot of individuals who are single, they're idolizing, idolizing marriage. And so it's like, every time you see, you're like, is this my future husband? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh my gosh, what, you know, and you're like almost obsessed with it. Um, cause I've definitely been there myself and I've had friends who have, you know, we've talked about that too, where it's like, you're almost like hyper-focused on it and you can't actually focus on the growth that you need to, um, be doing as a single individual. So it's definitely a time of opportunity and God has not forgotten about you. If someone's listening and they're, you know, single and be thankful for what didn't happen too, because I am so thankful, so thankful because any relationship that I would have had, any marriage that I would have gotten into probably would have been a totally, unequally yoked marriage back, you know, when I was, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and even thinking about like last year, I'm like, man, I have done so much growth in the past year that I'm thankful that I'm to the place where I am today. And I can attract that right person who's looking for qualities that I value now that maybe I didn't value before. That's so good and so encouraging. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. uh, one of my buddies, David Marvin, he speaks at a church down in Texas, says, um, don't lower your standards, lengthen your patience. Yeah. Um, and I just yeah. I think that's so true and just so good, exactly what you're saying of like, man, like you're becoming something and you're becoming more of who God's designed you to be, which is going to make, I love the analogy of like in a race, you can when you're running, you can only see the people that are running with you or ahead of you. And so I think so many young women that get discouraged, they stop running. And so now everyone's ahead of them and now everyone's an option, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think like if you, if we've all gone to the store and shopped for nothing, right? Like we, with nothing Mm -hmm. in mind, we're like, Oh, I'll just look around, you know, and you end up buying things that you didn't really want or need or desire. 
And when you go and you have your standards and you have your options and you know what you want and you desire, it's easy to go in and grab that thing and get out. Yes. And I think it's so yes. cool to see that's that's the thought process and kind of the direction that you're heading in that and just yeah. keep ministering that to young girls because I think that's such a thing that just gets skipped over, you know? Yes. Yeah. And do not do not sacrifice your standards, your morals, your values just because you feel pressured. Because that's one thing, too, that I think is so incredibly prevalent in our society is just the pressure to conform, um, whether it be boundaries or, you know, I mean, it, whether, anything. And it's like, if no, if if someone is is pressuring you to conform to worldly values, that is not the person for you. And you need to, you know, or maybe... Maybe, it, you know, you need to take a break and you need to work on yourself. I'm not saying, you know, if you're dating someone and, you know, it's never going to be, you know, you're never going to have a relationship. But it's like if you are being you're either going towards the Lord in a relationship or you're being dragged away. And if you're being pulled further away from God, that is not the right relationship at all, whether it be your standards, your morals, your values, whatever it may be. Because I've been in situations like that where I'm like, am I getting closer to God because of this relationship or am I being Am I further away? And if the answer is further away, it's not a good one. Mm. It's not a good one. So good. Love it. Yeah. So as we're kind of wrapping up here, Katie, um, yeah. just what's some stuff like, Wes, is there anything kind of on your heart that you just really want to share or anything that's just like, I don't know, that God's really doing in your life today and that you see might be helpful yeah. for others that we haven't already talked about? Yeah. Yeah. Recently, for sure, actually, one thing that has been on my mind and I've been it's been interesting. It's been a topic of conversation with my clients, like a lot has been the importance of focusing on the here and now and not getting so caught up in the future or in the past that you lose what is actually important right now. I tend to for sure get distracted at times where I feel like I have a million things in my mind and, and what can we actually effectively do? And it's effectively, we can focus on what we're doing right this moment. It's not multitasking. It's not trying to do 50 things at once. It's not worrying about the future. Worrying about the future is only going to take away the joy from today. And so really being present in the moment and present in what is God calling you to do right now. And just because it's not in your to-do list doesn't mean it's not important to, which I think a lot of times we tend to forget um, or we tend to get so in our routine that if something's out of our routine, we sort of are like, nope, I don't have time for that. But it could be someone that God is placing in your path. It could be something that you need to do that the Lord is is specifically asking you to do to see, are you going to be faithful and do that? Or are you just going to be so stuck in your to-do list that you are ignoring the importance of what's actually happening right in the, the moment in front of you? And I think even, even more so during this time where a lot of us have just unpredictable things happening in our life because of this coronavirus, because of all the craziness happening. Um, it's even more important to be focused on the here and now because we can project into the future. We really don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we know who holds our future. So all we need to be worried about is is the moment right now, not worried, but concerned with you know what what's in front of us right now and not be trying to live in the future in the present moment because that just steals our joy from the moment and our purpose from the moment. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So good, Katie. Encouraged by you. Thankful for you, just the way you're walking and being faithful in what Thank you're doing. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Not, a lot of people compromise once they kind of get a level and a following and a platform. And it's cool to see that you're, you're taking the narrow road, not doing that. So I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And <laughs> you guys have been so supportive of me over the years and just, 
awesome. And I love, I just love what you guys are doing too. And it's, um, encouraging for sure. I think as this, this network of believers, um, in the fitness industry and kind of our community to uplift one another and support each other, but then also encourage each other by seeing what we're all doing. And it's like kind of this like renewed sense of like, yeah, we can do this. Absolutely. Community (laughs) matters. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, Hey, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. Great talking to you. (laughs) You too. Hey guys, I hope you were encouraged by that episode, by Katie's faithfulness, by the way that she chooses to operate in her life, by the way that she's choosing to view singleness from a perspective that is healthy and biblical, man. Uh, I know listening to it and chatting with her, I've just been encouraged by the way that she's chosen to walk through this life and the way that God is really moving and working in her as she uh, just really uses her platform for the greater good. But guys, hey, go check her out. Go follow her. She's so encouraging and such such an amazing girl. Don't forget to check out New Ethics Formulations, guys. Like I said, very encouraged by them. It's hard to find a supplement company that's truly honest about what they're putting in their products. And just so great to see that in the industry. Use code KNOWN for 15% off your purchase. They have some really amazing products out there. I think you guys are really going to like them. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot them our way. Hey guys, one of the questions that we get asked a lot is, hey, how can I support the podcast? How can I support Humble Daily? The best way, the absolute, really the only way to support Humble Daily is through our apparel. And so if you are looking to support Humble Daily in any way and you're like, hey, I really like what these guys are doing. I want to keep funding what they're doing and helping them in some capacity. All of our funding comes through our apparel on our website. You can find all that on HumbleDaily.com. Um, and none of that goes, this is all a labor of love for myself, Noah, Caleb, and Jared. None of us have ever taken a salary. Um, and so all the money goes back into creating content and helping to equip you guys for the greater good for the kingdom. And so if supporting us is something that you want to do, if you're one of those that is asked, you can go to humbledaily.com, go to the shop or the store. I can't remember what the exact link is. Um, and just check it out. We got some great apparel. We're really excited about what we're doing with that. Our aim is always to equip you. Anyone can put a logo of Jesus on a shirt and make a capital investment on your faith. That doesn't take any work. That doesn't take any knowledge. And quite frankly, it's anti-biblical. And so our goal is always to continue to equip you with content, with knowledge, with verses, with truth. And so if we can help you guys in any way, we're happy to do that. We hope our shirts will spark a conversation in your life that will truly lead to life change. Uh, Man, shirts and threads, they don't do anything special. But if you're willing to be obedient and be faithful and take that shirt and use it for the greater good and the glory of Christ, man, conversations will happen. Hey, we love you guys. Let me pray for you real quick. Lord, we just thank you so much for the people that are still sticking around to listen to this. We just pray blessing over their life. Lord, we pray for faithfulness. Lord, we know that in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, you say, the Lord looks to and fro among the earth for those to support whose hearts are whole towards him. Lord, make these people heart whole towards you, not lukewarm faith, but truly whole towards you. God, we love you. We pray that over these people this week, Lord, and we just ask that you'll be with them. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a great week of worship, guys. We love you.